Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearkchurch.com or download our app available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. Well, good morning, Ark Church family. How are we doing today? <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Derek Thompson. I have the privilege of being one of the staff members here at the Ark. We will, uh, my family, we will celebrate or we are celebrating 23 years as members of this church, and I will celebrate 10 years on staff this year. So, you know, we are forever thankful to Pastor Allen and Miss Joy. Um, you know, as a church, we are truly blessed to have leaders like the Claytons and, and their entire family, and, and so we, we shouldn't take that for granted. Before I get started this morning, I just wanted to say, you guys sounded terrific in worship amazing in worship. And why that's important is that the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is, is about a man who uh, was on a stretcher who was paralyzed and his friends took him up on a roof, laid, lowered him down in front of Jesus. And the scriptures say that the power to heal was present and only one person in that story got healed. Why is that important this morning? Guys, here, I truly believe this. We are here today. We are one body. We lifted up a praise this morning, and I believe the power to heal is present in this place today. That God can heal bodies. He can heal marriages. He can heal dreams. He can heal whatever it is you need healing for if you'll reach out in faith and receive it. But you have to believe the same thing. Amen? I don't know about you guys, but sometimes... Uh, I hear the wrong things. Does anybody in here other than me still listen to AM radio sometimes? <laughs> oh, wow, you're laughing at me. That's, that's not nice. <laughs> Being from San Antonio, there's a radio station that I still listen to from time to time uh, to listen to the local news in, in my hometown and to listen to some of the, the sports uh, games in, in my hometown. But what I found is I have to be positioned in a certain direction in the car to be able to pick it up. If I'm pointed in any other direction, I get other channels, I get a lot of static, I, I get a lot of conflicting voices and messages, and that's not what I want to hear. And so I have to sometimes, for no reason at all, I will reposition my car just to hear clearly what I want to hear. Guys, how many of you know that it's important what we hear? It's very important what we hear. Because see, some of us, we're hearing the wrong things. We have people speaking into our lives. We have organizations speaking in our lives telling us we're not good enough. We're not pretty enough. We're not thin enough. We're not smart enough. We'll never amount to anything. We'll be just like our father. We're, we're, we're listening to all the wrong voices, and these wrong voices are putting us on the wrong path. But I'm here to tell you this morning that as soon as we'll find a way to get tuned into the right voice, God will lead us into all that he has for us in this life. All right, four of y'all heard that over here, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you over here. <laughs> Guys, today's the day, I believe, where all of us are going to make a decision to tune in to hear the right voice, and God's going to lead us into all that he has for us from this day forward. Amen? Amen. Oh, I like you. <laughs> but here's the deal. This, this problem, this issue, this challenge, it's been going on for a long time. We find in Genesis in the third chapter 
God and Adam had a good thing going. It's a great thing. You know, I used to think as a young man, man, Adam was stupid. He had God. He had everything. All he had to do was listen to what God said. He had one job, and he messed that up. Well, I found over time in my life, I I do the same thing. I got one job, but I mess it up time and time again. God said, hey, Adam, I give you everything. Just don't do this one thing. And the Bible says that the serpent came in and convinced Adam for his need to have that one thing. Guys, you and I, you and I need to make a decision today that we're not going to listen to the serpent. We're not going to listen to those conflicting voices, but we're going to listen to God and God alone so that we can experience all that he's given us and all that he's provided. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 4.20 this. It says, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. He's clear. He says, pay attention to my words. Listen to what I say. He's telling us this because he knows that he can change the narrative of your life. Nothing is too difficult for the Lord. If we'll tune into him, he'll take us off of this broken path and put us on the path to life. If we'll listen to the Lord, he'll take us off the path of lack and put us into a a path of of prosperity and more than enough and abundance. If we'll listen to the Lord, he'll take us from where we are today and put us in a better place. One of my favorite stories in the scriptures, it's it's a story that I use time and time again in classes, I've taught uh, in main stage and I've used it. It's found in Mark, the fifth chapter, and it's about a woman. The Bible said it was this woman who she struggled with a condition in her body for 12 years years, 12 years. It said she did everything that she could do in her own strength and her own power. But then when she heard something, everything turned around. Let's let's look at this story together this morning. Mark chapter 5, it says, and the woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She'd suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and spent all that she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, She came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I could just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. And at once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples said, and yet you ask who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. And then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. I love this story because for 12 years, she did everything humanly possible to get her healing. The Bible says she exhausted all of her finances, that she touched base with all the experts, every doctor she knew, And nothing could help her. But what changed? She heard about Jesus, about how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed. She heard that he was a faithful God. She heard that he would do something miraculous. And all of a sudden, something on the inside of her changed. 
You see, when we hear the truth, the Bible says we'll know the truth and, and, and that truth will set us free. And so it's important that we tune into the truth and the truth of loan. I believe that we have a lot of well-meaning people in our lives, but they are not God. They don't know more than God. I mean, I grew up in a, in a, in a family with a lot of wise people who told me a lot of crazy things. And if I had based my life on what they said and what they said alone, I would not be here today. You know, I had people in my life telling me, you know what? You're not so-and-so, so you'll never be able to be in ministry. You're not so-and-so. Your gift is not as anointing as someone else. You're not so-and-so. You don't look as good as them. If we listen to the wrong voices, guys, we will limit ourselves and not experience all that God has for us. But I thank God for his word, and I thank God that his word is for me. And I began to listen to God's word, and God's word put me on a path, and I've never looked back. Amen. That's what God wants for all of us. But we've got to tune into him and to him alone. She, she may have had people around her saying, listen, you tried everything. You spent everything. Why don't you just relax, enjoy the rest of the time that you have, and be good? But she was like, no, there's something about this Jesus. And if I can just get to him, I know I'll be healed. I love that because her thoughts changed. In the beginning, her thoughts were, the doctors can help me. Um, I'll, I'll use all my money to get an answer. But then her thought changed because now she knew the right answer. The right answer was Jesus. Amen. When we're hearing the right things, our thoughts change. And our thoughts line up with him. The Bible tells us, God tells us that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. When we hear him clearly, when we hear the right things, we are guaranteed to hear exactly what we need to hear for our situations. And, and I love this story mainly because of this. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing something, how, how long you've been going through something, nothing is too difficult for God. Look at your neighbor for me this morning and tell him, nothing is too difficult for God. Okay, now look at someone else and do it like you mean it. Say, nothing is too difficult for God. All right. We believe that this morning. So we've got we, to begin hearing the right things, and hearing the right things will lead us in the right direction. But in order to hear the right things, you and I, we need the Word of God. We need the scriptures. God wants, God speaks to us through his word. Let's look at 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. It says, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. If you want to succeed in life, you need the word of God. If you want to succeed in marriage, you need the word of God. If you want to be the greatest parent, you need the word of God. If you want to succeed in your career, you need the word of God. If you want to live the life that God planned for you, you and I, we need the word of God. God speaks to us through his word. You see, it took me a long time to know that, but when I, when, when I realized it, God began to, to change my thinking because I, I, I came up close and took ownership of my relationship with him. For a long time, and, and I'm ashamed to say this, for a long time, my relationship with God was through my grandmother, through my mother. Then I got married, and somewhat, it was through my wife. 
God doesn't want to go between. He doesn't want to stand in. God wants you to come up close, get into his word, and he will begin to speak to you the truth. He will begin to speak to you things that will clear up your, your, your thinking, clear up your concerns, answer questions that you may have. Why? Because now you're, you're, you're just like this woman. Now you realize that he is the answer to the very things that you're dealing with in life. And so you want to get into God's word. Yeah, you may be like me. I started out and I was like, you know what? I don't understand God's word. You know what? We have so many translations today. It's very easy to find a translation that you'll understand. Not only that, here's what I've come to understand. The more you get into God's word, the more your understanding is open. The more you, get to, you begin to understand what he's saying and what he means. But you got to put in the time. It's just like anything else. Your profession, when you first started, you didn't know anything. But as time went along, you went from a novice to an expert. As a parent, I still remember when we brought our first child home and, and, and we sat down and he was sitting between us on the sofa. And for two hours, we were looking at him like, what is that? <laughs> and then he started crying. And I looked at my wife and I'm like, what are we supposed to do? And she looked at me, I said, she said, I guess we need to feed him. We didn't know, first time parents. And we fed him and we changed him, and we fed him, and we changed him, and we've done that over the years, and now he's 26 years old and he's doing good. Well, what happened? We started in one place, and we didn't stop doing it. We kept doing it, and, and over the years, God equipped us to do everything that we needed as parents to produce a healthy, strong young man who follows the Lord this, to this day. In the same way, guys, if we'll get into the Word of God, listen to what he's saying, and begin to apply that to our lives, God will begin to strengthen us in every area of our lives. Does that make sense, guys? So we need to hear his Word. In Hebrews 4.2, it says this, For we indeed have had the good news of salvation preached to us, just as the Israelites also, when the good news of the promised land came to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them because it was not united with faith in God by those who heard. It was not united by faith. When we read the word of God, we have to believe it. You see, that was the difference in this woman. It says, she thought within herself that when I can get to Jesus, I will be healed. Guys, let me encourage you. Every time you get up on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night and say, I'm going to church, your, your, your heart needs to be, when I get to church, God's going to have something for me. God's going to speak to me. I'm going to get answers. I'm going to get clarity. God's going to shed light on the dark places in my life. I'm going to leave church today equipped for the days ahead. I'm going to leave church today, and you know what? God's going to heal my marriage. I'm going to leave church today, and the relationship between me and my children is going to be stronger. Every time you read the Bible, come to church, have faith, believe what do I mean by faith? You've got to be fully persuaded, knowing that God is the answer, knowing that his voice and his voice alone can lead you into a better place. That's having faith. That's being convinced. But we have to be totally and 100% completely convinced. Ways that we can get, into the, get the word of God in us, ways that we can, can and hear the right things. You know, here at the Ark, we, we do something, a Bible devotional, called Bible 365, get into that. 
follow along with us as a church. If you're, if you're one of those Bible scholars and you want to do more, do more. Read more of the scriptures. Get that on the inside of you. Every time you get a chance, get into church. Because as the word's coming forth, it's feeding your faith. And as it feeds your faith, what does the Bible say? It says in Romans that faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of God. I like to say it like this. Faith comes by hearing and 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 hearing. Drink of water. Hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. If you don't like where things are in a certain place in your, in your, in your life, get in the Word and stay in the Word because your faith's going to continue to grow more and more and more and more. And as your faith grows, things begin to change. You see, I believe this. God is sitting here and he's wanting it so much for us. He's wanting it. He's saying, you know, my children, today's the day. If you'll, if you'll listen to me, if you'll grab onto my word, today's the day. If you'll listen to me, I can turn this battle around for you so that you can experience victory today. But we, it all starts with us listening and receiving by faith. God, I can't express enough. The word of God works. It works. And it, it will work for you. As our faith grows, as our faith grows, it keeps us on the right path. It keeps us on the right path. I don't know if you guys have that picture. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, yeah, um, I did something very dumb. And I went skydiving. I'll show you the picture. There's some people here at the church who want to see my video. No one will ever see that video because it was very humiliating. <laughs> but I was, what you can't see, there's pure terror on my face. And as soon as we left that plane, I mean, my arms are flailing, my, my legs are flailing. I am panicking. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm screaming a little bit. It's, it's, it was bad. It was bad. I remember, I don't know how long it took, but finally the guy I was attached to said, Derek, Derek, Derek. And I stopped yelling enough to listen. And he said, if you will listen to my voice and relax, he goes, you'll be able to enjoy the rest of the ride. And so I, in my head, thought, what else do I have to lose? <laughs> so I stopped screaming, I stopped flailing, and I got quiet. And he began to tell me, put your arms here, put your legs there, look to the right, look to the left. And can I tell you, what started out as a horrifying experience turned into one of the most peaceful experiences and enjoyable experiences I've ever experienced in my entire life. Why? Because I listened to the expert. Guys, I'm here to tell you this morning, many of you in your life, you're flailing your arms. You're flailing your legs. You're screaming because things are not working out. But we have a God that says, if you will listen to my voice and pay attention to my words, I will see to it that you will experience life and life more abundantly in the days ahead. That's the God we serve. Yeah. Hebrews 2.1 says this, we must pay most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so we do not drift away. God doesn't want us to drift away. He wants us to stay locked in 
to him. And if we'll stay locked into him, we'll stay on the path that he has for our life. But see, maybe you're like me. And for a long time, I thought, that's good. But you don't know all the things that I've done. You don't know how many times I've messed up. You don't know how many times I've denied God. You don't know, Derek. I don't read my Bible. Come to church once or twice a quarter. Here's the deal. If you've made Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior, the Bible tells us he likens himself to a shepherd, and he calls us his sheep. The Bible tells us that his sheep know his voice. I believe that no matter how far away you are, if you love the Lord and you've made him your Lord, how many times you've messed up, I believe that we still have the capacity to hear his voice. Let's look at this scripture here in John. It says, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Look at somebody around you and say, I am his sheep. I hear his voice and he leads me to healing. He leads me to peace. He restores my marriage. He's put me in a good place. I sleep well at night and the joy of the Lord is my strength. No weapon formed against me will prosper because I am his sheep and I hear his voice. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? You are his sheep, the children of his pasture. And if you are his sheep, then you hear his voice. You might be here today and you may not know the Lord. You're going to have that opportunity to hear in just a moment. But what we hear, all of us, what we hear is very important. What we hear about God is important. You know, I grew up in a family where God... God was someone who blessed some and not all. God was someone who was out to get me, who was making marks of every mistake that I made. That's the wrong stuff. When I came into a, a healthy church and, and I started to, to read the word for myself, I found out that God is faithful, that he's no respecter of persons, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, Amen. that he's still in the miracle working business. I found out that God is a God who knew me before I was even born. And the Bible says that he approved of me. That's who God is. His word. His word. The Bible says his word will never fail. And it will not return void. But it will accomplish for the very purpose that he sent it. That's the right thing. But what about you and I? What does God say about you and I? He says a lot of things. And it's important for us to understand those things. But we've got to be able to hear clearly. You see, I think a lot of times what happens is, is we have so much stuff, so many competing voices that we block God out. That we can't hear him at all. Several years ago, um, my family w w was having a rough time um, 
well, really, I was having a rough time. They were getting frustrated with me because every time they talked to me, like, I would scream and answer. My wife would say something, and I would say, what? Huh? And she's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm screaming just in casual conversation. Make a long story short, she encouraged me to go to the, the ENT. They looked inside my left ear, uh, at my eardrum, and my left eardrum had completely closed up. And so I was only really hearing out of one ear. I'll never forget it because the doctor says, okay, well, we can do, one of, we can do it one of two ways. She said, we can bring you in and, and, and put you under and, and then do a surgical procedure and uh, clear it up that way. Or you can come into my clinic next week for a fraction of the cost. And she goes, we'll numb it and we'll just cut it. While, go in your eardrum, cut it open, put something in there to keep it open, and then call it a day. Uh, me being the frugal person that I am, I, I said, uh, what's the cost difference? And uh, she told me, and I said, well, I'll take option B. And so I went into their clinic, and I remember sitting down, and then they gave the little needle stick and, and said they were numbing it, but they didn't numb it. <laughs> because when they took that scalpel and began to cut, I felt every inch of that slice as they were cutting it open. But what started out as pain shifted because I didn't realize how much I was missing with my eardrum closed. Because all of a sudden, I looked at my wife, I said, do you hear birds? And she's like, what are you talking about? And then I said, did a car just drive up? And then I said, who's talking? I could hear someone out in the, in the, in the lobby area talking. Now I'm hearing all these different things that I couldn't hear before that moment. What happens is, when we get into the Word of God and we start listening to God's Word, sometimes it gets a little uncomfortable because we're seeing ourselves. We're seeing where we missed it. We're seeing adjustments we need to make. But if you'll just hang in there and allow the Word of God to do a work in you, you'll begin to hear some of the most sweetest and precious things about yourself. Like John 3.16. It says, God... For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Some of you don't think God loves you, but he does. He loves you like no one else can. And I love it because this scripture shows us that God gave everything for you. He gave his son for you. Even in a state where we weren't following him, we didn't care about God, we didn't want to do it his way, he still sent his son. Why? Because he loves you. That's who God is. He's a God of love. Ephesians 2.10 tells us this, that you are his masterpiece. It says we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us a long time ago. If someone tells you that you're worthless, you're nothing, that's when you need to look back and say, no, God says, I am his masterpiece. Amen. I'm one of a kind. I'm a designer's original. And he's placed value on me that you could never compare to. Your value comes from the Lord. Someone tells you that you're no good. No, it says he created us for good things. You have the capacity for good on the inside of you because that's how he created you. You are his masterpiece. 
Ephesians 1.7 says this, you are forgiven. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, and according with the riches of his grace. Oh, do you know God forgives the abuser? God forgives the ones who turn away from him? You know what? The Bible says that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. That whatever you've done, you are forgiven. Man may not forgive you, but God always does. And so, God loves us. We are his masterpiece. We are forgiven. We are healed. He makes healing available to us as well. Isaiah 53, 5 says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds, we are healed. One of the things I learned uh, a long time ago was his body was broken so that mine does not have to be. What I found is, is when it comes to all things scripture, all things, salvation, healing, forgiveness, all things, we have competing voices that want to argue what they mean. That's where you and I have to make sure that we're in the word of God, tuned in to hear that truth. Never let someone else steal from you by receiving the words that they have to say that contradict God's word. Their walk with God, their faith in God is exactly that, theirs. If God said it in scripture, receive it. And if you receive it, you'll experience it. So he loves us. We're his masterpiece. We're forgiven. Healing's made available to us. And God gives us purpose. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Everyone in here has a purpose. God's called all of us to be bearers of his image. We are created in the image and likeness of God. So whether you stand on a platform in front of a church or you're in a nursery at a school somewhere, you are still the light of the gospel. So you have a purpose to represent him. There are people in your world, in your life, that Pastor Allen, any other minister here at our church will never be able to touch because we don't know them. But you do. And God can use you to be the light that they need to turn their life around. Never let someone else's words tell you that you can't make a difference. Because everyone in here can make a difference. Doesn't matter if you're 13 or if you're 98. All of us can make an impact in this world. But it's important what we're listening to. You know, I said it earlier. God came to change the narrative. Whatever it is that has been spoken over you and spoken to you that you subconsciously received and let in, today, I want to encourage you. 
to grab onto God and grab onto his word. And watch what God will do in your life. Will you bow your heads this morning? You know, it all changes with one decision. You may have been living your life based upon the words, um, the wisdom, or lack thereof, of someone else. But God did come to change that narrative. And it all starts with the decision to receive him. Well, this morning, with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here today and you say, Derek, I've never made Jesus my Lord and Savior, or maybe, maybe you're here today and you said, I've drifted. I don't know how I got to where I am today, but I've drifted, and today I want to get back on the right track with the Lord. Well, today, today we're going to give you that opportunity. If you say, today, for the first time, I want to make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior, or I want to come back to him with every head bowed and every eye closed, today I want you to, as an act of faith, say, Derek, today's my day. Today's the day I want to make a change. Today's the day I want to start listening to the Lord. If you'll raise your hands and say, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, put your hands down. Well, this morning we're going to do what we do every week as a church family. If you'll repeat after me, say, say, dear God, I know mankind needs a savior and I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins and God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I am a new creation in Christ because I've said yes to you. Father, we thank you for each and every person who made that commitment today for the first time or coming back to you. And Lord, I thank you that each and every man, woman, and child in this place today, Father, I thank you that as we tune in to the right narrative, I thank you that our lives will never be the same. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message has blessed you. Don't forget to check us out on all the social platforms. We're uploading encouraging content on a regular basis. For more information, go to thearcchurch.com. Have a great week.